Let's all turn to 1 John chapter 1. I, I, I'm going to see if I can get out of here alive now. 1 John chapter 1. We're going to read uh, verses 5 through 9. And once you get to 1 John chapter 1 verses 5 through 9, if all you really tall folks could stand to honor the reading of his word, I called you tall. Forgive me, Lord, for stretching the truth a bit. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 through 9 says, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. When we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God bless and honor the reading of his word and you may be seated. Everyone has garbage. Everyone has trash. Now, when I was young, I used to like to watch the trash men come every Friday morning. That's when they come in our neighborhood. And I always loved them. I loved the trash men. I always did. I always loved the trash men. I always thought of them as the unsung heroes, the trash men. And every time I see them, I always thought these are people that people don't give enough credit to, nor do they thank them enough. They don't thank them enough for what they do. They're out there in the heat. Can you turn me down just a smidge? They don't thank them enough for what they do. They're out there in the heat. They're out there in the cold. They're out there when it's rainy. They're sweating. They're covered in garbage. They smell, they, all these things, they do it for us. I don't know how much they get paid. Maybe it's a lot, maybe it's not. It doesn't really matter. They do what's necessary for us. And I think of them as an unsung hero. I really, really do. And so I want to say this. Who will pick your trash up? Sunshine, snow, or rain? Take it out next weekend. He'll do it all again. Who can? The trash man can. The trash man can because he does takes it to the dump and makes the world smell good because it's the trash man they do it all for you they do it all for me the trash man can don't you think so i think so i love the trash man i love what they do for us i really really do i see a smile on all y'all's face you know and let me just tell you just so you don't get confused don't confuse the trash man with the candy man because we don't we don't want to eat candy that comes from the trash no 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 but let me tell you about trash Trash, garbage, waste, litter, refuse, junk. They all have different names and they all mean the same thing. There's a lot of odor, stain, leaks, it ruins things and it's not worth a thing, not really. Although some people may think so. I mean, there's some artists who will use trash to try to sell, and by the way, it's not worth thousands like they try to sell it for, not in my opinion, it's still just junk. And I've had to take out a lot of junk. In fact, right here in this church, I used to be the man who take out the trash and all that stuff and I've done plenty of that let me tell you and it was not fun it was not fun at all 
Oh boy, I've taken out so much trash from this church, I, I can't even tell you. I used to have to take out the trash at Sam's Club when I worked there for a while. I, I mean, I've taken out oodles of trash from there. And there was a while that I was a maintenance man there, took out a lot of trash. By the way, maintenance man is just a nice way of saying janitor. But I, I took out a lot of I took out a lot of trash there. And I also did it when I was just doing regular jobs and stocking stuff because we had to take out the cardboard and all sorts of other things. I took out tons of trash there. I used to take out trash in other places too. I used to be the guy taking out the trash in my house all the time for everybody. That was not fun either. I used to, have to take out trash in different places where there'd be dirty diapers and everything, and that was gross. I remember at McDonald's, I used to have to take out the trash. In fact, there was times that they would make me go and smash down the trash, and that wasn't fun. I remember a couple of different times they made me go and search for things in the garbage. Oh, how much fun that was. In the wintertime, I just had a brand new leather jacket, and it was the first time I'd ever bought a jacket. Uh, it was a coat, really, but it was leather. And they made me go search for some idiot who put their retainer uh, in the trash. And they, it was from uh, Ohio or somewhere. Maybe it was Illinois. I don't know. They all sound the same to me. But either way, uh, they made me go there and dig in the trash for it. And I had to go through every single bag of trash in the, in the uh, store and out of the store and it was a second to the last bag of trash that I found it. And I was covered in, in frozen worms and covered in grease and all that stuff. my jacket. But what I'll tell you is this. I had never been so, I was frozen with frozen trash all over me. I was covered in grease and everything else. And let me tell you, I smelled like garbage for days, no matter what I tried. And being stuck in garbage was not fun at all. Not fun at all. I had people mocking me for it. And what did they give me for it? Food. I wasn't really in the mood to eat food. For after being in all that garbage for hours. Not fun at all. So I was definitely a trash man that day. And that's the name of today's sermon, The Trash Man. The Trash Man. That's why I'm wearing this wonderful tie today. You might say, what does Sesame Street have to do with trash? Well, Oscar the Grouch. It was the closest I could think of. The closest I could think of dealing with trash was Oscar the Grouch, who I like. I like him a lot. But when we think of trash, there's a different point of view in trash. Trash to some isn't trash to others. Sometimes what people collect uh, seems like trash. Some say, well, that's trash. I wouldn't want that for anything. Well, that's not necessarily the way it is for others. And sometimes what people wear is trash. Sometimes what people watch or how they live is trash. Sometimes the way they speak or the way they are is trash. Junk and trash to others may not be trash to someone else. Uh, there are two kinds of trash men that we're going to talk about today in the Christian life. Two kinds of trash men. So the question is, which kind of trash man are you? Which kind of trash man do you live like? So let's talk about trash man number one. Becoming the trash man, number one. Well, point of fact, the type of trash man, number one, is the kind of trash man that we ought to be today. And that's the kind of trash man that takes the trash and gives it to Jesus. Point in fact, this is the kind of trash man that we as Christians ought to be. We all have trash in our lives because the trash in this case is sin. We all have sin in our lives, every single one of us. You already know the verse that I live by daily. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans, excuse me, that's, uh, uh, yeah, Romans 3.23. Romans 3.10, there's none righteous, no, not one. The fact is, is we all have it, but we shouldn't hang on to it. It shouldn't have us. We have it, it shouldn't have us. But do we hang on to it? Do we, do we let it hang on to us and fester in us? You all have trash at home. 
You all, I have a little trash can right here. Well, let me tell you some embarrassing statements that you all just don't know about yet. There's been, I always have to move my feet around in here. Well, the wonderful lady back here who comes up and sings may have seen it, she may not have. There's been times I've kicked that trash can over in here. And there's other times that she may not have seen it, and I didn't tell you. My big, fat, beautiful feet has once in a great while got stuck in that trash can up here. Y'all haven't seen it. I not told you. Because it's not anything I really want to walk around in when I come down there, it comes time for uh, at the end here. And I don't necessarily want y'all to see my foot stuck in a trash can. Sometimes my feet fall asleep up here. But it's, I guarantee I don't want to come down there just presenting a trash can for everyone to see. But it does happen occasionally. And I try hard not to let that be the case. <laughs> Sometimes Christians walk around with trash all over them. And I'm talking about sinful living. And we're not to be that way. We're not. Every single one of us are tempted with trash. Sin of this world. Every one of us. And this is the part where some Christians are going to lie, which is trash too. They're going to lie and say, oh, not me. I'm never tempted. Not me. Once I was saved, I put it all behind me. I've never had one to... Here, you got trash in you right now. You got trash in you right now. Now, maybe your trash is different than mine. Maybe there's trash of anger. Maybe there's trash of lust. Maybe there's trash of lying. Maybe there's trash of, I don't know what it is. I really don't. But I know that everybody has trash of some sort. Maybe it's people you hang around with. Maybe it's things you watch on television. Maybe, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's things from before you were saved. Maybe you got saved young and it came after. I really don't know. But I know one thing, you don't have to hang on to that trash anymore. You can hand it over to the Lord God who will take your trash and throw it into the dump. Because that's why he died on the cross and was raised from the dead. So you don't have to hang on to that trash anymore. And that's the truth. That's the truth. Now I have a verse for you. You, pastor, you have verses for us from the Bible? Yeah, I do. I have a few. Just a few. <laughs> 1 John 1, 9. I know I read it a while ago in a whole slew of things, but I want you to hang on to this verse and this verse alone so that you know that whenever you're tempted by the devil, and you will be this, this very night, or maybe tomorrow, the next, or the next, or whatever. Maybe it's every day. Maybe it's every hour of the day. I know I am constantly tempted. And there's a part of me that's tempted to go into it and say, well, God understands. And then you know what you need to do? Stop up your ears. Cover your eyes. And I'm not talking about being like the, those monkeys. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about putting over those little blinders like those horses, you know, the blinders and be guided by the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, listen now. Listen what it says. It says this in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This doesn't mean that it doesn't come back. I'm not talking about the loss of salvation. I am, however, talking about that temptation and the unrighteousness of the world trying to stain us. Have you ever taken out the trash and you think everything's fine and you don't realize there's some kind of liquid in that trash? Oh, I can see the men right now having bad memories. I can see right now, you, you set it down, you think, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. This happens to me, maybe not every week, but I'll, I'll set something down on the floor and I think, oh, everything's fine. And then I pick it up and I'll look down and there's a big old circle on the floor. I'm like, Arr! 
and that happens sometimes on me. Or I'm taking it out and I'll put it over my shoulder like a like like Santa Claus going out, you know. And I think everything's oh, she's all happy because I said Santa Claus. But I'm walking out, and all of a sudden as I'm walking out, I'll get downstairs again. And it's all done. I'm all happy, and I'll go to lay back in my wonderful chair. And so, and as I lay back and I get up against my chair, it's like what is that? And I'll touch the back of my shirt. And I'll feel something gross against me. I'm like, oh man! And I'll realize that there's some kind of sauce or some kind of a, a drink from. And I, and I want to grab my nephews and strangle them because I realize it's something that they had in the trash or something. I had. And I'm like, dog gone them. And uh, and it may not have been. It might have been me and they're my scapegoats. But the point is, is that uh, that you know it's. It's just so frustrating to think that everything is cool and calm. You got it all, and it's leaking all over you. And you got, folks, this is the way sin is. You think you got it all handled, and you don't because it's all over you. The world will see what you're doing if you don't hand it over to God and do it right. It happens, it happens, it happens. What does it say in the book of Acts? Now, keep in mind, Luke wrote this. He's quoting Peter because it's Peter who's talking to the people. It says in Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. It says, Therefore, repent and be converted that your sins may be wiped away, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. If there are sins in your life, whatever sin it might be, and we're not going to go through a list. You know what sins are in your life, or have been, and maybe Satan comes knocking at the door of your heart and says, hey, God understands, God understands, God understands, and he does. But that doesn't give us reason to let it back in our lives. And I know, because I'm tempted just like you, and there's been stupid times that I've brought that bag of trash back in the house again. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Don't do it. Whatever sin you have, hand it over to God. He'll take care of it. Now, most of this rest of the sermon, we're going to hand it over into becoming trash man number two. Trash man number two is the kind of trash man <laughs> that takes the garbage in. And that's the kind. And by the way, we're not necessarily talking about the lost. We're talking about the saved people that I just mentioned a while ago, where it's the garbage in the garbage out. You bring garbage in, the garbage comes out. How many saved people, again, we're not talking about the lost, but many of saved people that lived like the lost. I talk about this a lot, and the reason is because it's a temptation that we all have. Garbage in, garbage out. It, there's ruining actions and attitudes and spirit in this, and we deal with it a lot if we're not careful. But if you hand it over to God now, you won't have to worry about it. I see, I see actions like this all the time, even with friends, and I so badly want to jump in front, I can't do it, because everybody has their own will. But sometimes I see a tug of war going on in people's lives, and because I love them, I want to jump in front of them and say, no, don't do this, but folks, you can't be their Jimmy Cricket. You can't be their conscience. Truth matter is you need to always let the Spirit be your guide. You need to let that happen. You need to let this Holy Spirit be their guide. You can try to help them with the Holy Spirit, but if they're not going to listen, you can't make them. It's not going to happen. It's just not. Here's a great verse. A great verse. And you need to remember this. No matter what you're watching, 
no matter what you're reading, no matter what you're doing, no matter who you're with, remember this wonderful verse. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says this. Do not be deceived. 1 Corinthians 15.33 Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. I say this about political things all the time. Now, people could take that and run with it in all sorts of directions, but I'm always talking about biblical things. If people disagree with biblical things, you know it's the wrong company to keep. That's how you know. Not because you like or dislike a person, but because of their morality, because of their unbiblical beliefs. That's how you know. You know when a person is not the right person to hang around with. Now, when I was a teenager, I used to say, yeah, but God loves them. No, that's true. He died for all. However, that's a very generic statement nowadays. God loves everybody. But that's a very generic statement when it comes from the world view. He loves all people. But folks, he, but, 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 but let me explain something. He does not love the devil. And I'll explain this to you. Because I'll be like, hey, he even loves the devil. Lie. That's a big lie. <laughs> he made hell for the devil, not for you. And let me explain. I say this to you because a lot of the ways of the world, all the ways of the world are sin, and that comes from the devil himself. So you remember that. You remember that. He loves the world, but he doesn't love the ways of the world. So be very careful because you're going on a slippery slope. Don't go playing with the ways of the world. Don't do it. Stay clear. Stay clear. Don't fall for that. Jeremiah 17.9. Jeremiah 17.9 says, the heart is more deceitful than all things and desperately wicked. Who can understand it? Who can understand it? Only the Lord God understands the heart. And he also knows what it's like when the world is trying to deceive you. And let me just tell you something. The world will deceive you if you let it. Again, I had a very foolish mind and heart a lot of times. I let people play with it. I let people play with my heart many, many times. You've got to be very careful. Let the Holy Spirit be your guide. Be very careful. Lean not to thine own understanding. Romans chapter 8, 7 through 9. Oh, this is a good one. I, they're all good, if I'm honest about it. Romans chapter 8, verse 7 through 9. For the carnal mind is hostile toward God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. For those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And by the way, if you're saved, the Holy Spirit lives in you. But many times people are not living by the Spirit because they're so busy listening to themselves. I'll, I'll, I'll go on here. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. Now, if any man does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. First Corinthians five eleven. First Corinthians five eleven. But I have written to you not to keep company with any man who is called a brother. Here we go. This doesn't mean you can't love them. And this doesn't mean you can't reach out to them and try to bring them back. But if they're sinful, hey sister Connie, 
He turned me down just a little bit. I think, I don't know if it's this one or this one. One of them is ringing just a smidge. Thank you. I apologize. I don't know what happened. It says, I have written you not to keep company with any man who's called a brother. And I'm talking about if they're living in sin and purposefully. And they don't care any other, other way. Because that's what it says here. Who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or an extortioner. Do not even eat with such a person. What does this mean? This means someone who is living in sin, knows they're living in sin. You've already talked to them. People have already talked to them. They try to bring it back to the fold. And they're like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do. And you can't stop me. Ha, 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 ha. Folks, if people don't care and they, they don't want to know about the Lord, they don't care about the Lord. And guess what? They don't care if they hurt you. And you know why God doesn't want you to do that? And you know why Paul told you about this? Because if you hang around with those who are in sin and are gladfully, gleefully in it, that you're not going to change them and bring them back. Oh, yes, you can witness to them, and with love you can come to them. But if they have no intention of changing, you're not going to change them. Satan is going to try to get to your flesh and change you. And that's what's going to happen. You know how I know, because it's happened to me in the past. You try to go to people, you try to help them, and they don't. you don't help them. Satan, whoop brings you over and you don't even realize that you're on that line. You say, I don't see a change. I don't see, oh, I've said it before. You don't see a change. It doesn't mean you're not changing. How many times has it happened? I've said it before when you're in a pool, you don't realize it. You close your eyes, you're just wading in the pool and you're like, whoa, how'd I get so far from the, the pool wall? Because you don't realize you're wading away. Or how many times, and I'm, I'm talking about my own foolish self, how many times in the middle of the night I whoop, roll off the bed and hit the floor? And it's like, well, how'd that happen? I didn't go anywhere. Yes, you did, you dope you. You didn't realize you was rolling off the bed. I'm tired, roll over. Yes, I rolled over and I hit the floor. Boy, I wonder how I had so many head injuries. Probably a, a chance right there. But the point of the matter is, is that we roll and we don't know we're rolling. And what are we rolling with? We're not rolling with the homies. We're rolling with the people of the world. Why? Because we're too much close to them and not close enough to the Lord God. Because, oh, we just want to help them. Listen, I know it's because you have a good heart. I know it's because you love them and you hate to see them getting into the world. It's because you're loving, wonderful, and I love you for it. But God doesn't want you to get too close to them because he doesn't want you to sway towards their direction. And that's the truth. So let God take care of their trashy selves and don't try to help them with it because it's not going to work. And you're going to smell like trash too. Take it from me, Mr. Trash Man, his own self. Mr. Man who was out there in the trash. It came in stinking so bad, all they tried to do to get me away from it was give me free food and I couldn't eat it because I stunk too bad. Who? Aunt B. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. Now, remember, this is just a chapter further for what I just read. Now, we're talking about the people who have that trash in their lives. What does it say? It says this. It says, escape from sexual immorality. Every sin that a man commits is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. What? Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have received from God, and that you're, you are not your own, you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which are God's. You don't belong to yourself anymore, Christian. So don't go trashing it up, because that's the temple. You know one thing I absolutely hate? 
I hate when I come into the church. I'm not just talking our church, other churches too. But when I come into the church, I see that people, and I'm talking all y'all now. But when I see the people in the church that put trash all over the place. Remember, I used to do take care of the, the trash around here. And people would take junk and they stuff it into the pews. And people, believe it or not, used to take trash. And I actually saw, and boy, I tell you what, it's a good thing I didn't know who had done it. They used to take candy bars that I had given them. And they would stuff it into where the uh, little cups, communion cups, yes. The communion cups and other things were supposed to go. They stuffed it deep down in there. And I thought, that's expensive and it's nasty and gross. And now we got chocolate that didn't look like chocolate at that point. And other things. And it was really disgusting. And man, folks, that is this is the house of God. And I'm not just talking to y'all. I'm talking to anyone. The church is to be represented to the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something else people used to do. They used to come and throw dirty diapers on the front lawn. They used to do all sorts of things to, and, and by the way, why were they doing that? Was it to attack me? No, it was to attack God and show disrespect to the Lord God. People who were throwing beer cans out there, throwing bottles of wine and other things to disrespect the Lord God. That trash is coming from trash itself because they're throwing disrespect to the Lord God. But we as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ should always show respect to the house of the Lord God. And we should remember that. And I don't for one minute think that people are, are specifically trying to do that. They just forget. And that's okay but to forget, but we should always do our best to show respect to the house of the Lord God and to the children of the Lord God. We should try our best. Oh, my, my office is not very organized because I'm one of the most disorganized people in the world. But I tell you one thing, I do my best to show respect to the house of God. I try to organize it every once in a while. And I have wonderful people who come in and take care of the trash for me. They, they come and get the cans and do all these things because why? We want to show respect to the house of God because we love him and that's what we should do with our lives because we are the temples of the Lord God first John 2 15 says do not love the world oh hang on now it's important do not love the world or the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the Father is not in him now what does that mean the world we're we talking about earth no we should protect what God created however we're talking about the lost. Don't be like the lost. Be like God. Now I'm going to turn to Romans chapter 1, 26 to 32. And it says in Romans chapter 1, 26 to 32, and I'm... I know these are things that we talk about from time to time, but it says, For this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions. We're talking about how God allowed people to live in sin because they wanted to and they were going to listen and he knew that. It says, For this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions. Their women exchanged their natural function for what is against nature. Likewise, men leaving the natural function of the woman burned in their lust toward one another, men with men, doing that which is shameful and receiving in themselves the due penalty of their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them over to the debased mind to do those things which are not proper. They were filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, proud, boastful, inventors of evil things and disobedient toward parents without understanding covenant covenant breakers without natural affection calloused and unmerciful 
who know the righteous requirement of God and those who commit such things are worthy of death. They not only do them, but also give hearty approval of those who practice them. Boy, that sounds very familiar, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound very familiar to what we see every day on television, every day on the news, every day we see this and people praise them. They praise them, they have parades for people like that. And I'm not just talking a certain sexual lifestyle. I'm talking about anybody who is boastfully living against God's word and his will. That's a horrible, horrible truth. And then in James chapter four, James chapter four, verses one through 10, James being Jesus' brother here, James chapter four, one through 10, one through 10 says, where do wars and fights among you come from? Do they not come from your lust that war in your body? You lust and do not have, you, so you kill. You desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight in war, yet you do not have, because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive, because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your passions. You adulterers, you adulteresses, do you not know that the friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture says in vain, he yearns jealousy of the spirit that lives in us, but he gives more grace for this reason it says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, I'll say it again, Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy be dejection. Joy to dejection. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. We need to take out the papers in the trash. Or you don't get no spending cash. You know the words, yakety yak, don't talk back. And some people want to recycle all their trash. I know we live in that green peace, green world, all that junk. Here's the thing, I, I, I believe we should recycle actual trash. I think we should take care of all that. However, some people want to recycle sin. They want to recycle sin. We shouldn't do that, recycle sin over and over and over again and they want to recycle that sin into a brand new look and that's not good that's not good and they're, they're never throwing their trash to the Lord God for good but what it says in James 4 17 what does it say it says therefore to him and this is in the same chapter we're reading it says therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it it is sin so if you know what you're doing is wrong and by the way people try to make excuses for this all the time they do well, I didn't know it was sin. Uh, if you know Jesus, then you have the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit, deep, 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 deep down, the Holy Spirit said, don't do that. You know it. You know it now. You know it. You know it's wrong to say bad words. You know it's wrong to look at things of inappropriacy. You know it's wrong to take, to steal. I don't care what the uh, black lives matter says I don't I don't care I don't care what the president or anyone else's stupidity says I don't care I don't care what they try to say you know why I say I don't care about them 
I love them, but I don't care what they say because everything they say, just about, we'll say 98% of what they say is unbiblical. God is in charge of my life. No matter who the pastor, or excuse me, no matter who the president is or pastors of the churches, Jesus is my king. And so no matter what happens, if what people have to say is unbiblical, well, they can take that to the dump and throw it away too. Because it's not the trash that I want, it's the true gospel of Jesus Christ to wipe it away clean. I want the treasure, as you say, not the trash. Because it says in Luke 6.45, and this is Jesus speaking now. Luke 6.45, a good man out of the good treasury of his heart bears what is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bears what is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. We need to know this. So what do we do for those who are trashy and of the world? Pray for them. We don't hate them. We can hate what they're about, but we can pray for them. I love all people. I don't love what they're all about, but we pray for them. Bless you. We pray for them. Ephesians 5, 11 through 12. Ephesians 5, 11 through 12. And do not have fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Instead, expose them. For it's shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you go around and tell tales and gossip. But if you know someone who is following someone who is evil and you know they're evil, by all means, don't tell them. Don't say, oh, I'm glad you like them. Go along with But if you knew of a minister who's preaching lies through the Holy Spirit, not through your tongue, but through the Holy Spirit, pray about it. And make sure they know the truth. Make sure they know the truth. Through love. John 3.20. Now this is the same chapter. Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus. Listen to what he says. Jesus says in John 3.20. For everyone who does evil hates the light. It does not come to the light. Lest his deeds should be exposed. Because we can't go to Christ. Unless our sins are exposed. Jesus shows us what's right and what's wrong. What's trash and what's treasure, what's true, and what's a lie. And if people know what they're doing is wrong and they still don't want it to be seen, there's a problem. I was once involved with someone who didn't mind me knowing the truth, but nobody else was to know. Now, at first I didn't mind that, at first. But what a horrible stress it was to carry all of that trash bag on my shoulders. I got my own trash bag I had to hand over to God. I couldn't hand their trash to God. That's a horrible stress upon my life. Finally had to let all that go. Thank God. But it says in Titus 3, 9 through 11, it says this. It says in Titus 3, 9 through 11. Oh, and I love this. It says, maybe this was, uh, this was Paul speaking. It says, but avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels among the law. For they are unprofitable and worthless. As for a person who stirs up divisions, or excuse me, who stirs up division, after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him. Knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. And I say this to you. If you know a narcissist, 
a person who likes trouble and likes to condemn you and likes to make you feel bad about yourself, makes you feel like you're nothing, like you're garbage, like you're trash, when they're the ones who's in sin and makes you feel like you're the reason that they're in, in such trouble, walk away. If they want their trash, trashy life and wants you to be blamed for it, walk away. They're happy in their trashy life. They're happy in the junkyard. You go back to living your life for the Lord God and walk away. You can't help it if they want to be stupid. You can't help it if you're smart and they're not. You've done everything you can. Notice what Jesus Christ tells the disciples. He said, go to the lands, go to the towns, go spread the word of God. He said, but if they will not listen, what do you tell them to do? He said, wipe off the dust of your feet, off your feet and walk on. Notice he said, get the dust off your feet. In other words, get the garbage off your feet. He said, don't walk around with the garbage on your feet. Hey, this is going to be kind of grotesque in a way. Have you ever accidentally stepped in something in someone's yard? I have. Now, let me ask you something. Did your mom and dad want you to come back in the house with that on it? No, because you know why? You're, you're spreading the disgust. And God doesn't want you walking around with the disgust. He says, if you step in somebody's yard when the doggies have decided to give you a treat, don't bring it back to me. I don't need that treat. Now, this is not a biblical statement, but it's true nonetheless. It's a fact. It's a, you don't bring garbage and all of that stuff back with you. Get all the worldly garbage off of you and don't bring it back. Get the dust off your feet. Make sure you walk back into the way of God clean and leave all the junk behind. Don't bring it back to the Lord. Make sure you're clean and walk to other people without bringing the disgusting, smelly garbage with you. You don't need that. You don't need that. If they want to be self-condemned, let it be on them. Not you. And then there's the question of why. Why? A lot of people want to say, why then? Why are all the bad things keep happening to me? Why can't I grow in the Lord? Why can't I be used of God? Is it all me? People say, yeah, sometimes it is you. Sometimes if you just bound and determined to live in a garbage heap, it's you. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes there are things that happen in our lives that we just can't help. And there's other things, for instance, I've known people that say, I just can't grow. And then the question I, I, I often ask is like, well, I'm sorry to hear that I say. I say, I'm real sorry to hear that. And I say, are you reading the Bible? Well, no, I haven't read, not in a while I have. Okay, I don't ever say, well, that's a problem. I always say, I understand, I understand. And then I, I say, have you been to church in a while? No, no, no. I, I love God, but I, uh, I understand, I understand. And then I go on with other things. And usually, usually, it, you, you come, it's, it's not because they don't love God, but they've gotten out of the habit. So if your house is smelling like trash, and you haven't taken the trash out in a while, the reason why your house is smelling like trash is you still have some trash that's, that's starting to build up in your house. And I realize it may not be garbage day yet, but folks, we have a trash, we have a dumpster right out here. If you feel that you have trashes building up, and I'm not saying everybody do it at once, but there's a dumpster right out here. Just bring it to church and leave it to God. It's okay. So many people have a lot of trash that's built up in their life. They could bring it right here to church and leave it, but they haven't. Quit leaving all your trash at home Quit leaving it all over your life. Bring it to God. Bring it to church. Don't leave a smelly, disgusting filth all over your life and wonder why is it so smelly in my life. You know why. you got to bring it to God. 
That's what we have to do sometimes. I know I have to do it sometimes. Like, oh my goodness, I forgot to take it out. I got to take it to church. You can do that too. Take it to church. Don't just don't just leave it. Come Sunday morning, come forward and bring your trash to God. Bring your trash to God. That's what you need to do. It says in Galatians 6, 1 through 2, Brothers, if a man is caught in any transgression, who you who are spiritual should restore such a one in spirit of meekness, watching yourselves, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, so you so fulfill the law of Christ. Bring your trash to God today. Bring your trash to God today. Bring forward to God today. James 5, 19 through 20. Brothers, if any one of you strays from the truth and someone corrects him, let him know that he who converts a sinner from the error of his way will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Show them the love of Christ today. Show them the truth. We're not to let them to stay in their sinful manner. And so today I have a question before we close. And the question is this. Which kind of trash man are you today? Or trash woman, if you rather. Which kind of trash man are you today? You can answer this question quite simply. Are you a hefty trash man? Are you a hefty trash man that carries a heavy load? The one who keeps recycling and living in your trash of sin? Going back into your home and rearranging that same trash over and over again? And think of it almost as art and putting it on display and never getting any better. Because some people are. But you don't need to be a hefty trash man anymore. You don't need to be that. Or are you a glad trash man? Are you a glad trash man? Gladly handing over your trash to Jesus Christ. The kind that throws it away, hands it over to God to be removed, never be seen again. I hope that you're the further, I mean the rather, not the, 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 the last one, it's the glad. Hope you're the glad, not the hefty. Because Jesus Christ wants to take our trash and remove it forever and ever. I think of all of us have been hefty and all of us can be glad. God wants to remove the trash from our lives. And we'd all be liars if we said we never had trash, because we all do. Your life can start fresh and be renewed this very day. Taking the trash of your life and removing it forevermore. Don't take it back in. Don't recycle. Not your sin. Don't recycle your sin. It would be the biggest mistake of your life. I promise you that. And I close by reading to you Romans chapter 3, verse 23 and 24, in which it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Let's bow and close to the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, we just pray right now that you be with each and every one of us. I pray, Lord God, if we be here today, we know that we have trash in our lives, sin. I pray, Lord God, that you will help us to come to you today, to leave it to you, to bring it here to you, church. I pray, Lord God, that we will no longer hang on to it and let it build up. I pray, Lord God, whatever it might be, 
And I have no idea, Lord God, what it could be. We all have it. But I pray that each and every one of us will bring it forward to you today. And I pray, Lord God, that we will never hang on to it again. And every time it starts to build up, Lord, I pray we come back to you. And we leave it at your doorstep. And we leave it at your foot. And Lord God, that you will help us daily to remove the trash from our lives. Lord God, I also pray that you will help us to never build up like that again. For the lost, I pray, that they, Lord God, will know that they can bring it to you too, and that you will wipe their sins white as snow. Lord, I pray if there be anyone here who's suffering from any kind of illness, any kind of depression, any kind of sorrow, that this day it will be wiped away, that we be made clean. I pray you will remove it, Lord, from us. Remove it, Lord, that we can walk with you this week and follow you. I pray, Lord God, for all the young people who are going back to school. I pray, Lord God, that they will follow you first and that all the people and all the things they learn in school, Lord God, will only add to the teachings you give us from your word. I pray all this in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen.